Right, and for the first time in a long time, we are rolling. Welcome back to the Fight Watch UK podcast. I'm very lucky today to be joined by the owner of Eric's Gear, Mr. Richard Rag. How are we doing today, mate? Yes, really well, mate. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, really not a problem. Have uh, a chat with you properly. Couple tries to get that intro sorted, but we got there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna get right into it, just for the people who like have essentially been living under a rock. Do you want to go over Eric's gear, what the brand is, what it is you do, and what yeah, you've been doing yeah, yeah. in the last six to twelve months, essentially? It's it's been crazy to be honest with you. Um, so I'll give you a bit of an overview of the brand, right? So people are probably thinking, what the hell is Eric's Gear or what is Eri X Gear, as people keep calling it. But um, yeah, the brand started back in sort of November last year. Uh, so it's been going for about, what, six, seven, eight, nine months maybe. And um, it'd been an idea that I had for a little while and it's probably playing in the back of mind for about two years. And I thought, through lockdown, we had loads more spare time, didn't we? So whether you chose to spend that time watching Netflix or reading books or go running or just getting fat, uh, I was I was spending it looking at business ideas and trying to work out what I want to do in my life because I think lockdown gave a lot of people time to reflect and that kind of thing, right? And I thought, I'm going to give this business a try. But I didn't know what this business was. I just knew I wanted to do something within sort of combat sports, whether that was MMA or boxing or Muay Thai or, or whatever. And I thought, why not do something that covers it all? Because I like all these different sports. I like, I like watching the 1FC. I like watching... Uh, you know, your UFC fights. I love watching the matchroom fights on Saturdays and Sky Sports Boxing. And I know I knew a lot of people that were also into the sports, but I would just find just boxing fans or just MMA fans and not many sort of crossover fans. And I thought, maybe I can start maybe a media channel. And that media channel grew into, maybe I can do some gear as well. And out of the blue, I'm now, I've now got a shop, I've got a media channel, and I do fight gear and fight media. And the idea of all of it is just to get more people into combat sports. And whether I want people to be like fans or actually go training, I just want them to have an interest in it because it's doing, it's doing wonders for me personally and, and a lot of friends and family as well. Because you don't actually train competitively, do you? you just train for the pure enjoyment of it. I think that's something people don't really grasp. You don't need to train for competition. Yeah, very true, mate, very true. So I, I used to train properly. And when I say properly, it was like three times a week, but this was going back about five years. Right, okay. And when I first got into it, I was, you know, really nervous about going to a gym for the first time. Um, maybe really nervous about some of the stigma attached to combat sports as well, whether it's kickboxing or boxing or whatever. I think most people think you're going to walk into a gym and have your ass handed to you um, and come out feeling pretty lousy about yourself. But I always found it was the opposite. Whatever gym I walked into, you're always nervous. And I still get nervous now. I'll go training on, a, on an occasional Wednesday. And I get butterflies before I go in, because I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. It's all, it's all the, um, that's the excitement of it, right? And whenever I've walked into a gym, I've always been welcomed in with open arms. People always, like, members there will always greet you and talk to you, ask your name, you know, what you do for a living. And you're walking into pretty much a community, and I think that's what a lot of people don't realise. So whether you want to go train and, you know, be a UFC fighter and be shredded and, you know, be the best of the best, that's great. That works for some people, and I love it because I get to watch those people on TV and uh, and enjoy the entertainment. But for me personally, I've, I've never been amazing at it, and I just did it for like fitness and for fun. Um, and there's loads, there's loads of like physical benefits to come with it, but there's also like for me the mental health side as well. So there's nothing better for me when I'm uh, having a shit day, feeling lousy about myself, 
maybe having a, having a bad like, week and you go training and you wrestle with somebody or you're hitting a punch bag or smashing some pads and the feeling after it is just it's the best thing it's hard to describe but some people might say they go to the gym they might go running lift some weights run 10k and that for them gives them their boost but for me it's just it's just going training whatever it is Muay Thai boxing whatever no I, a lot I get that I, I really do like the the mental health side of it, that's something we're going to go into a little bit more, because obviously, yeah. Eric Scaler brand, like, you support a lot, you put quite a lot of your profits into mind the mental health charity, don't you? Yeah, so, I mean, we'll come on to that in a bit more detail, but yeah. The, the we'll talk about that website. more, but, like, we, we, the mental health side of it, like, the mental health side of it, when, like, when you train, like, you get, like, dopamine, like, adrenaline, don't you? You come out, you know you've yeah. done something to improve yourself, you've taken action, and, like, like I can't speak for everyone, but me personally, like knowing you've took action on that day is a lot better than like knowing you haven't. I think knowing that no matter what you want, step closer to where you want to be, is definitely a big help. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few things in the cold. So it's like um, I mean, just saying that oh, I'm going to go to the gym later, and then if you back out of it, you kind of feel lousy about yourself. You know, that wasn't very good. I didn't really commit to what I was going to say I was going to do today. Just turning up is good. Okay, I've got to the gym. I'm going to exercise today. I'm going to get that dopamine rush or whatever. But there's something for me around, like, um, progressing each week. So you might notice that your punches are getting better. You might notice that you're not getting tapped in your, your latest jiu-jitsu class. Um, you might be able to throw a kick higher than you did last week. And that progression side is like, wow, I never knew I, my body was capable of any of this stuff. Because the first time you go in, you're sort of stiff as a board and you're not really sure what you can do. Yeah, and within a couple of weeks, the progression for people is quite—it's quite fast, I think, for most. But like that comes um, back into the community thing, isn't it? Like you go in, you're stiff as a board. Maybe that like links to the nerves. It links to I don't know anybody. How are people going to be in this gym? A couple of weeks in, say like, say you'll go like someone for fun will go on average two or three times a week tops. Like you're going to see a lot of people in that time, within two, three weeks, you'll have built some relationships with some of the members, you'll feel a lot more comfortable around them, which is probably why you'll be able to push yourself a bit more in that time. 100%, mate, 100%. And I think if you just go to, like, a pure gym or whatever, I mean, there's a, there's other chains available, right, but that one just comes to mind. You, you don't really go to make friends. Uh, I certainly don't. You just go to lift your weights or go on the treadmill with headphones in, and it's, it's quite a lonely place, I think, the, like a lifting gym. Uh, but I just find like the community aspect really thrives in like an MMA gym or a Muay Thai gym or boxing gym or whatever. And you do you make you make a lot of friends uh, very quickly, and I think that's massive for anyone that's maybe struggling, especially through what we've all just been through is bloody lockdown and you know loneliness and being restricted. You can't go out and enjoy yourself. Yes, me, like, it's ooh, been tough. Massive. It's it's been tough. There's been a load of reopening anxiety, loads of like loads of worries about how things are going to be when things get back to normal, if that's even a word we can use anymore. But yeah. I definitely think some kind of training in any way, shape or form, be that boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling, if you want to mix it all together, the communities you'll find within those gyms definitely help. We get people from all walks of life coming in and treating each other like brothers and sisters. It's It's amazing to be a part of, really. <laughs> That's so true. So, and again, it doesn't matter like if you're male, female, whether you're black, white, whatever country you're from, the gyms will have a bunch of flags on the wall for all the nationalities that train there. And it is, it's just such a weird place where you're not really judged. Everyone is just sort of on the same level. And like, you, I don't really find that anywhere else in, 
in society because everyone kind of judges each other like, oh, what did you do for a living? Or what car have you got? Or, you know, uh, how much money do you earn? Or whatever. All that goes out the window when you step into one of these gyms and it's quite a nice feeling. Yeah, it's uh, nice. For me anyway. So I guess all I'm going to say is that any if anyone's listening to this and whether you haven't trained or you're thinking about it or you've Googled it 10 times, like local gyms near me, but you've never went, just go, just do it because you won't regret it. Definitely, it'll be one of the best decisions you could make. To be honest, like the worst thing you can do is at least just give it a go. Like it's the worst and the best thing you'll do. Like facing the nerves, that's that's the worst thing, the nerves. But once you've faced it, like what's there really? That's it, mate. I, I used to get really nervous about the warm ups because before I before I went to one of these uh, gyms like for the first time years ago, I really struggled to do ten press ups. And I probably would struggle now, to be fair. <laughs> so I'm not in great shape at the minute, but like, it was always an anxiety for me. Like, oh, what if they get me to do press-ups in the, in the warm-up and I can't do it? But after two or three weeks, you can do it. And you're going, 10, is that it? I'll do 15, yeah. right, I'll do 20, I'll do t- I can do 30. And then you're almost, you're almost buzzing off the competition around you because everyone else is like, hang on, he's doing 30. Well, I'll do 31. <laughs> yeah, this is a kind of like respectful competition. Yeah. <laughs> Like everyone's got their fears when it comes to the gym. To be honest, it's like mine personally is injury. Like, I like I I train to compete personally, but like getting injured is possibly my worst nightmare. I don't want to be inactive because of like something small. I don't want to. I think that is a big fear. But when you face it and realize like you can't step into water without getting wet, like it's it's a way forwards. You've got to accept it. Really, like it's it's different for different people. Like. Some people get nervous going in. Some people get nervous like actually talking to people, like finding new partners or whatever. So you've had the same partner for a couple of sessions, and you've got to find a new one, and be a bit daunting. Okay, but, that, do you know what? That is something that, that always makes me laugh. Like when I think back to it, because you know when you 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 might find a regular partner you train three or four times, you know, over a couple of weeks, and you go, "Oh, they're here today, so I'll definitely them to train with." And you do your warm up, and you're like, "Have you got a partner?" And they're like, "Yeah, I've already got someone." And you're like, "Shit." <laughs> Who do I talk to now? <laughs> that mental freeze where it's like, you betrayed me. <laughs> I thought it was me and you forever. <laughs> but it does force you then to go and almost train with fresh fresh people, fresh faces. And you learn different. Of every, you know, everyone's got something to give, whether they're brand new or whether they've done a thousand hours of training. You will learn something of everybody, so it is good to uh, you know, sort of dot around the class a bit. So, yeah. Yeah, everyone's everyone's got something to add. I think that's what's so great about it. It's why the sport's evolving so much. Like everyone coming in, everyone giving some sort of influence to it. Whether you turn up to the gym once, you're a lifer, whatever. Everyone is adding something. Mm. That's why things are just changing all the time. That's why you look back. Like there's some amazing fights from say two thousand six that technically don't hold up to the standards of today, but. It's because of the growth and evolution. Even at like amateur level, I think so. I obviously went to the Golden Ticket Show just just the weekend gone, and like the level of some of these fighters is unreal. Just in the last sort of five six years, I just feel like every gym, every fighter, the whole industry has just leveled up. In terms of like competition wise, you look at it and you go. It doesn't really feel like an amateur event anymore. It doesn't really feel like amateur MMA. It's like semi-pro or pro MMA. Yeah. Um, just people in their first few fights. And it's like, they're all shredded. They're all, you know, posting videos at four or five in the morning going on runs. And it's like, 
strength and conditioning coaches. Some of them have got nutritionists. And these, these are amateur fighters with full-time jobs. And it's, uh, mate, it's bonkers. I don't know how they do it. Like, have you seen yeah, the buzz surrounding that UKFC title fight of Liam McCracken had to pull out, like, hope he recovers, but the replacement they found, the buzz around that fight, Teddy Stringer versus George Staines, that is going to be, like, that's a high-level amateur fight. Mate, to be fair, I think, um, I'm sure Liam McCracken was actually matched with George Staines later on in the year. He was, yeah, um, at the almighty card. Yeah, yeah. And when that card got released, I was like, oh my God, that is the fight of the card. And if, and if anyone doesn't know MMA, they'd look at their profiles on Instagram and go, oh, they've got a couple of hundred followers. Or they've got, I've had a few fights between them. They're at some gyms in the UK. But if you ask anyone that's in the scene and, and they know about the prospects in the scene, like, that one was standout. Like, and, and everyone buzzing about it. And it's easy for these promotions, right? Like, um, uh, So Liam McCracken's now pulled out of that, that, that fight. And we've had George Staines almost cancel his other fight and jump into this one. It was it would have been easy for that promotion just to cancel that fight and just find something else and put someone else as the, as the main event, but they've really worked on the matchmaking. They've shown they know the industry, shown they know who the, who the great prospects are, and just pulled George Staines into it. And, and, mate, my phone has been pinging off, and I've got nothing to do with this fight, but people are going, what do you think? Is this a good fight? Yeah, it's, gonna win? it's crazy. They could... The notifications on Fight Watch are going absolutely insane. Like, what, what do you think's gonna happen? George is a featherweight. He's going up, and it's like, well, Liam was a featherweight. He was moving up. Like, it's, it's yeah. still got the selling point. You've got the two of the best guys in the country, going head to head. What more could you want? Like, oh, it's gonna be brilliant. That like, it's a fight where if it's not made now, it's gonna be made later down the line in the pros. Like, they were gonna meet at some point eventually. Like, it's. It's the fight to make in the UK, I think. Definitely, definitely. And um, I've been on some other podcasts earlier in the year, and we're talking about like top prospects and stuff. And uh, a few of the other guys I was talking with, uh, the Fisticuffs podcast and the British MMA scene, those guys both mentioned Teddy Stringer as, as sort of the one to watch earlier in the year. So I've been keeping a keen eye on him since that. And yeah, he's he's outstanding, mate. So is George Stane. So I couldn't call it. I, I couldn't say, oh, it's going to be tough, but... So and so's wrestling is better, or so and so's striking is better. To me, they're both equally as good. And I'd love to see them have this amateur fight and also meet again later on in the pros. A bit like a, the UFC game on career mode when you meet your nemesis later on, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that you absolutely smashed at the end of tough, but then like, he somehow comes back and fights her again. Yeah, so that'll be a wicked fight. Wicked fight. But um, just, be just going back to like, the, the clubs and the sparring and, and sort of training for fun and that kind of thing. Like the only thing I'd, you'd miss from training for fun is like maybe just the intensity. So it's it's good if you just want to just keep fit and you know if that's as far as you want to go, fine. But I would just encourage anyone that starts to at least go to sparring level and just have at least one spar because hitting the pads and then having someone moving around in front of you and throwing stuff back is a lot different. So I would definitely encourage everyone to get if you want to get into it, go as far as sparring and just and just enjoy that experience because it's like. It's all safe as well. You never match with like absolute killers or no one's going to just take your head off. But it's just such a good experience for anyone to have, especially if you've started training for a couple of weeks. Oh, definitely. Like it's don't don't get me wrong. Don't spar on your first session, but when you've had when you've got a good couple of weeks to a month of training down here, at least give it a go. Like it's it's going to be worth it. It's like you're not going to be allowed to do it if the coach doesn't think that you're in a position to do it. Like at least take the chance if you're being told you're ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I still remember my first sparring session and I took a jab 
And I was like, hmm, that's a bit harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> I better move my head next time. I'll, I'll tell you, this is this is such a weird, this is such a weird thing, all things considered. I, I hate getting punched in the face. I really, really do. You'd, you wouldn't think it going on like my personal Instagram and stuff. There's a photo of me like, covered in blood. Like it's it's horrible. Like I I hate yeah. getting punched in the face, but like I, it's weird. That's kind of like my motivation to be like, no, like, I don't like that. Let's sit back. <laughs> like I, I'm not doing that again. But it's true, mate. It's almost like a, there's a phrase in there like, don't poke the bear. Like, if you poke the bear too much, eventually they bite back. And that's yeah. kind of like a little bit like sparring. If you get hit too many times, you're like, right, I'm gonna try harder now. I'm gonna hit harder back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the way of these punches. It's kind of motivates you in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like all right, okay, like you, you build a respect as well. It's like some some of my closest friends. It's like, at like some of my closest friends are through training. It's like we'll go we'll go for the odd meal and stuff. We'll watch the fights when like we're in, but like that's been a relationship built through like essentially respect spar and training like leveling up together it's been like so good seeing some of these guys come through the ranks that's it mate and you, you can't really ask for more from that and i think you're obviously still very young right you're gonna be at your this gym you might be at other gyms or whatever but i always find that a lot of people that make friends within combat sports keep them for a long time definitely like let's just ignore the masvidal and Covington drama, but like outside of that, people make and keep friends. Oh come on, there's, there's loads of politics. We all know that, but it's a. Uh, I mean, I've made some great connections already, and like, uh, I wouldn't have met them otherwise unless I've gone through this, you know, this crazy idea to start a business. So, you will make some great, meet some great people and Let, some crazy people at the same time by doing it. Let's come back to your page goal, the media, the engagement. Like, I'm like you've got that engagement group where people who train for fun, people who train for fitness. People who train in different sports, MMA, boxing, K1, Thai, they're all together in a group chat and they, they get on like a house on fire. Like, that is, <laughs> like, it's, yeah. my notifications hurt, but it's such a good group chat. <laughs> yeah, it's a, so yeah, so to anyone that doesn't know, like, just through starting this, this idea and this brand, I think I noticed a lot of people were from following me from very early on and stuck by me and like helped me grow and that kind of thing. I realised we all had sort of similar senses of humour and they were all saying they were going to make debuts this year and I just thought, you know what, all these people should just connect because we've got we've got people in Wales, there's people up north like yourself, people in the Midlands, down in London, like everywhere really. And they're across different martial arts and I thought, this is the whole idea why I started the brand, right? To get more people into combat sports in general, but look at the other styles that are out there. And... Yeah, I was a bit nervous about bringing everyone together because when you start a group chat, even with mates, it can just be a bit, you know, it's either people sending dodgy memes or or, or drunk videos late at night and I thought, I wonder what, how this will go. So yeah, it started off and um, it started off really small, about five or ten people and I think there's about 30 in there now, maybe 25 or 30. It's, it's a big one now, yeah. And it's just good to get all you guys together because Instagram is like, it's good to post your own stuff, but it's also like everyone needs followers and stuff, right? And that's it's almost like a currency on Instagram. Like the more followers you got, the better it is for your profile. And I thought if I just link thirty people together, everyone just gets about twenty nine followers each as a start off. So that's pretty good. And if people don't like it, they can leave. I'll just put some new people in it, and we can just slowly build up everyone's profiles by just sharing content and talking to each other. And and if you notice, mate, there's lovely like yourself. Most people have been is, have been posting like fight posters fight announcement training reels talking about different advice nutrition um 
some of it good, some of it bad, and then there's obviously all the banter that goes with it as well. <laughs> then that comes that comes that just comes back that everyone has something to add though. It's like say like say people have had like oh I felt shit at sparring today, like I I was getting hit a lot more than usual and then someone will be like, Alright, oh, he has a meme, don't do it next time but then it's like a laugh, do you know what I mean? Everyone knows the line, it's, it's good. Like, and there's also one running Photoshop my uh, face onto a Bob dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you could for your latest pictures, mate, to be fair. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, a, that's a low blow. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll keep that in. Yeah. That's, that's good. I like there, that. there is a never, never um, uh, what you call it, another group chat I've got with, with just strictly females in it. Because a few girls were, were messaging and saying, you know, I'm struggling to find uh, like sparring partners in my gym. I'm um, struggling to find anyone else in my area that, that, that trains. And it was. And I thought all these ladies are saying exactly the same thing. Again, I'll just make a little group chat and like, you know, 25, 30 women can all just connect. And then they can, some of them are talked about, you know, meeting up for sparring, training at sort of interclubs, uh, sorry, sparring at interclubs and training at each other's clubs and invitations, that kind of thing. And it's such a small thing. All I've done is just invite people to a group chat. But that's popped off as well. And it's just really good to see that everyone wants to work together and everyone wants to not just build themselves up, but help everyone else and just grow the sport, really. And they're the kind of people I'm looking to sort of meet, work with, support, whatever. So, yeah, that's really good, mate. They've been a great idea, to be honest. Definitely. So, like, in terms of, like, building that community, would you say the group chats are kind of a soft launch for what you want the page to be as a whole? Like, what you want yeah, the brand to be as a whole, think, uh, sorry. I, I juggle these ideas all the time, but it's like... Let's, know, let's get them out, let's brainstorm. Where, where I want this uh, sort of brand to go is I want it to be bigger than it is today, obviously. Um, and I'm grateful for where it's got to so so quickly. But it's like, what what can I do when it reaches 10,000 like followers? Or if I have a, a Facebook group that reaches 20,000 members, like what can I do with that? Not just post pictures of you know my T-shirts or whatever, or... Say, here's a fight poster for next month. Like, let's get everyone working together. Let's set up um, like mini tournaments. Let's set up seminars. Like, one of the guys in one of the group chats was like, yeah, you can all come to my venue and I'll run a seminar for free. And that, that, those kind of things are just amazing. Like, so selfless. And it just brings a lot more people together that would never meet without something like what I've pulled together. So I'd like to be sort of a hub for people that want to, you know, work together. Whether that's just, you know, finding a gym to go to, finding these sparring partners or do you know what I like the look of that gym up in Liverpool I wonder if Eric's gear knows someone that trains there can connect me because we've done some of that as well and it's almost like people are messaging me now saying I want to get on an event can you help me get on I want to go to training this gym do you know anyone there and it's I'm already sort of a hub for like connecting people which is great I never thought that would happen but I kind of want to continue that and kind of grow it and and just see where that takes me really but yeah, I think I answered your question there, mate, but I'm rambling a little bit now. Oh, totally. No, it's all right. Like, that's that's what we're going for. Like, it's, so in terms of like how you were speaking about it there, it sounds like a lot of it is like, kind of personal development. What you get out is what you put in. Like, you want to be able to constantly put in. So like the page is constantly growing. There's constantly something coming out of it for people to benefit from. Yeah, and to be fair, I've got like a, like a massive backlog of like, content and stuff that people have sent me. Uh, stuff I've had made like like posters and you know interactive posts and and whatever else. It's almost like how do I slowly release all this stuff over the next couple of months to make it valuable for people? Yeah. Because no point me just con- consist. You know, I look at some of these brand pages, right? I won't name any, 
because they're all doing their own their own way of working right but i look at some of these pages and it's just like a like a catalog or a brochure and there's nothing else to it it's very cold like i feel nothing when i go on some of these other brand websites but i, I do feel something when i go to some of these community pages and i look at uh what stands out cyan boxing so that's a pretty much a muay thai channel that i've been following for a couple of years and i used to follow it when it was like five six thousand followers or something like that and i'd watch the videos like religiously i used to love it and um and I'd, I'd even learn stuff off there by watching some of the techniques and stuff and that's grown now to like 260 something thousand followers that's so crazy that seems that seems valuable stuff that's going out there people like it and the views are in the you know hundred thousands on them. It's, it's bonkers, mate. And I love that I've I've followed it from the beginning to where it is now because it's it's such a great channel. And all they do is just post out just training, just clips of sparring, and it could be clips from around the world. It could be from well-known fighters in the UK. It could, could be anything, right? Probably, obviously, people are warming to that and enjoying it and getting something out of it. That's what. So that's why I've tied sort of the fight media bit onto my sort of brand as well. So you don't just come to my page to look at t-shirts and buy some gear and go to your gym and you, you don't know the story behind the brand or anything like that. I'm trying to get myself out there so people know what I'm doing and why. I'm getting people on a podcast so I can give amateur fighters like a, a platform to speak and, and you know, tell their stories and people can buy into it and maybe follow them and build their profiles. Um, and just get some training videos out there as well because it's so cool, mate, going to some of these gyms, standing there with a camera just in awe of what some of these guys can do. And they might have been training six months, they might have been training ten years, but it's so impressive and it's such like a it's like an honour to go and film it really. Yeah. Online now. I get I've only that. posted a small amount of it so far, but it's been really well received considering I'm still like a really small platform. And then my phone has just been blowing up going, When can you come to our gym? When can you film me? Uh, I've got a new fighter, can you come and do a promo video for him? And I'm thinking, Wow, like this is crazy. So I guess I'm trying to just build all that all of that around the brand so it's not just clothing or just some cold videos that people buy into the community aspect of it and want to get involved so, so for everyone who doesn't know rich is a very humble guy he doesn't really he doesn't like the fame that comes with the page <laughs> no I, I i rate that man i really do like like you said earlier like you're only we're not even a year into this and the growth that's happened like just trusting the process really like knowing that what you're putting in is high level and that's going to come back eventually and it's coming back now like a, a big example battle arena like what like that was announced uh, what about a month ago the partnership with battle arena that's one of the bigger shows in the uk and europe actually yeah, and and you've got like a partnership going on with them that is that is insane like unfortunately they've had to so, like make a load of changes to their shows with government restrictions I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into that. This isn't a political podcast. That's another episode. Like if if you want, if you want, a, if you want a political rant episode between the two, would like you know what to do. Give us loads of interaction. Yeah, actually, need a bit more time as well, man. I think. We'll need a lot more time. <laughs> but, but yeah, there, I mean, there is that. I'll yeah. That's one stupid. That's one stupid. So, um, I mean, I mean, if anyone looks at the like the page now, it's all I've got really is like an Instagram, and it's got about. Uh, 3,300 and some followers, which is amazing, right? Considering when I started it, I was like, I wonder if I can get 100. <laughs> so to think now that 3,000 people want to know about it or follow or whatever, it's, it's really humbling, mate. You know, it's really good to see. And I just think it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And part of that is I've looked at who's been engaging with me 
who's been wanting to work with me, who wants to talk to me about martial arts, who's got big passions, right? Some of those have been individuals, so I've got about 25 people that I've sponsored just with free clothing and gear. Thanks, One bro. of them being yourself, mate, because you do your own podcast, you train, you want to compete. An obvious passion for the sport. So it's people like yourself that I want to talk with, I want to work with. And we can just help each other out through, through these journeys, right? But then I've also looked at which events really stand out to me. So if I'm going to be doing this whole thing, I need to be putting back into the sport, really, because the money isn't, you know, for, for me, I've got a day job and that kind of thing, which pays my mortgage and my bills. This is like a passion project, which is going to spiral out of control a little bit. <laughs> um, but it's like, a, how can I put back into the sport? So I've looked at these sponsorships for amateur fighters, because gear's not cheap, let's face it. And if you want to compete, you need, you need a lot of stuff to sort of get you by and, you know, all the equipment that comes with it, head cards, gloves, mouth guards, shin pads, training shorts, t-shirts, everything, right? There's, there's more, but none of it's cheap, to be fair. So this is why I've started the brand, to try and make stuff that's really good. People really want to wear it and I can provide it for free. So a lot of the sales that go through, I can take an amount of that profit and put it back into the sport by supporting the fighters and going, right, I sold X amount of t-shirts this month. Or next month might be clubs or shorts. Now I've got this much profit, I can reinvest back into fighters. And I can send stuff out for free, which is amazing. I've never thought I'd be in that position, which is great. And then also I can sponsor the events as well. So it's not cheap. It's definitely it's definitely not um not from the profits so far because they are quite big bills uh, to sponsor events. And I've looked at sort of sponsoring these events for 12 months. So it's not like a one-off uh, thing I want to do. I'll sponsor them for a whole year to... So I'll put my trust in them. Trust the events will go ahead, you know, through lockdown restrictions and all that, all that malarkey. But, yeah, just to try and establish myself in the amateur scene, really. So it's really cool to think my logo that I was drawing nine months ago is going to be on a canvas in about two weeks' time. Like that, that to me, is a bit surreal. But there's also going to be fighters walking in that day that have got my T-shirts on and... They're thinking, right, I'm I'm on with Eric's gear. Eric's gear is my sponsor, and they're on the canvas for this fight. And, you know, imagine being a fighter and knowing that your your new sponsor that's on the scene is also sponsoring the event. It must be quite, you know, like, quite a psychological backing, I think. That's that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so, the, the, like the brand believes in me. The brand believes in the show. Like, let's go out there and put on. Let's go out there and put on a show. Like, show why the support is coming my way. Exactly, mate. Exactly, and. I haven't just picked any old shows. There's probably 100 promotions across the UK. I've picked the ones that stand out to me, and I've picked the ones where I've had a chat with the promoters and they seem like-minded. So, yeah, it's cool to have your logo on a canvas. Yeah, it's just a bill at the end of the day where I've got to you know, send money to them and it just happens. Anyone can sponsor an MMA event, right? Any company can do it. It can be a scaffolding company or, I don't know, a nutrition company. It's just a bill. But what I've done is... is almost brought, brought into like a relationship with the promotions. So yeah, the, yeah, we'll work together for 12 months and beyond. And I want to learn all I can from them. I want to be able to give fighters exposure. I'd love to say, you know, one day that I've got enough influence to say, I know this amateur fighter is really good. You should get him on your show. And that'd be quite cool for me to be in, you know, in with the scene, so to speak. So that's really where I want to take it. And I've, you mentioned Battle Arena there, which is definitely one I want to work with. Um, I've had James Price, the sort of, I call him the head honcho over at Pal Arena. He come on my podcast, and it's, it was a great podcast. We spoke for about an hour, and I think it's, it's got about nearly 800 views. So again, to me, that's madness. Why are 800 people looking at me talking to Pal Arena? Bonkers. But it seems to work, so I'm going to keep doing it. I've also got um, Victory Kickboxing, because 
my favourite martial art is kickboxing. I love it. I love watching MMA and all the big UFC events, but I love the, the old days of glory and some of the tough K1 fighters that have come through the ranks. And yeah, I think I like K1 uh, kickboxing the most. So I sponsor Victory Kickboxing, which is over in sort of Norwich Way, and they've got two shows on this year. And also Almighty Fighting, which we mentioned before. Um, and Ray, who runs sort of Almighty, is he stood out to me because not just because he's from Coventry and I'm from Coventry as well, but because he was putting on these shows and he's picked five events. And I've seen some of the cards and matchups already, and they are just stacked. The matchmaking is absolutely on point. He's not putting on any bullshit shows. There's not any journeymen walking in on onto any of his cards. They're all hot-headed, hungry amateurs that are just going to be 50-50 fights. And that, as a fan, mate, it's going to be unreal. That is going to be insane. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I can't wait for like The matchmaking on those, on those cards is absolutely on point, to be fair. They're smashing. And just going back to Battle Arena as well, um, they're picking on more sort of pro events as well, so they've got like a full pro card on the 24th of July. And I didn't even know this before I agreed to sponsor them. I just thought they were still going to stick with mostly amateur. And I've still, I can't announce some of the names, but I've seen some of the names that are going to be on that card. And I was like, wow, this is quite big. These are like, you know, these will be known across Europe or, you know, definitely the UK and Ireland. These are big names. And this is the first one you're doing. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. And they've announced like a TV deal with Sky. And I think it's like, it's not Sky Sports. It's like Sky Sporty Stuff or something. Right, okay. Still on yeah. Sky though. That is like, it, it doesn't matter where. If you're on Sky, you've pretty yeah. much made it. It is mad. And they've, they've announced like a, a deal with a streaming service as well. So I think it's Clash TV. So like if you're a fan of MMA, like the UFC style, and you look at the superstars so far, get on to things like Battle Arena, tune in on the 24th, and, and you'll be looking at someone that's going to be on the UFC in like 18 months. You'll get to see them before they're super famous, which is so interesting to me. But some of those guys that they've got, mate, top, top talents. Can't not wait to see it. That's it. Like, it it's such a cliche saying, but all the top guys were local at one point. Like, I yeah, think it's I think it's really important to support people while they're local. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Like, they need it. They need it. They, they do, yeah. Like, especially, no. like, probably now more than ever, to be honest with you. Like, with shows just coming back, crowds just coming back. Like, people people need that. Like, people need that support. Like, them, them couple mates showing up, like, all that. Not to sound, like, not to sound soppy or anything, but, like, it means a lot knowing, like, Someone's bought a ticket off you. Someone's bought a stream off you. Knowing that they yeah. specifically want to watch it, it gives you that push and say, "Right, these people." Like, like a big example, like, like my my mom's coming to watch my fight in July. But it's like, it, it, yeah, she's like, yeah, she's my mom. But it's like, whoa, she's bought a ticket from me. She believes in. She believes I can do this. I need to go out and make her proud. Do you know what I mean? You need to go and like, it gives you that push. Like, people need to realize it's like. You buy in these pay per views, or like if most people, if you're streaming them, like that's that's none of my business. But like, <laughs> don't push, don't push for fighter pay and then stream the events. Like that is the problem. <laughs> but, but like, you buy you buy those events from people who like no disrespect don't know your name. I'll tell you now, if you take an amateur fighter and you ask who bought tickets, they will name everybody, full name when when they got the ticket. And how and how they know that person because they appreciate that support. And do, and do you know what? So true, mate. Do you know um, a good example of that was at the weekend of Golden Ticket. A few of the guys had fought 
and it's, uh, immediately after their fight, they were you know fit and healthy and no injuries. They were, they were coming out to the crowd, and they were sitting with their family or coming in and you know shaking every one of the fans that had come to see them. And that is obviously you don't see that on the UFC because it's obviously a much bigger level or, or like cage warriors or whatever. But you could just see how much it meant to them that you know their family had come to watch them or they'd sold even just ten tickets for for example, right? It meant so much to them, and you could see it on their face. And uh, I, I was also one of the illegal streamers as well, because I was actually live streaming some of the uh, Google Ticket the weekend, here and there, just to, you know when some of the exciting guys are coming out. But, um, but yeah, a lot of them are moving to like, pay-per-views as well, so if you can't actually get to the event, if it's not local, if your local fighters had to go fight in you know, somewhere like Birmingham, and you're not from Birmingham, there's a, a lot of them are doing pay-per-views now, so there's all those ways you can support. Definitely, like, there's, there's so many ways to support, and it's like, even if it's not buying a ticket or something, I think so much as just liking a post, sharing a post. Like you look at that and like ask who supported who supported you for my fight? Like, oh, um my neighbour shared my post the other day. He couldn't come to the fight but he shared my post and someone bought a ticket through him. Like you remember that support. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do with, with the channel as well. So you've obviously uh, announced your fight recently. We've uh, we've had ten ten people in our group chat right to say yeah, my fight's on July, my fight's in August, I'm fighting in September. And I'm taking all those fight posters, I'm reposting them, because I know I've got 3,000 crazy MMA fanatic fans. Some of them all live in that area, some of them will want to buy a pay-per-view. And I'll buy all the pay-per-views myself, because I, I want to see you guys compete as well, because we talk all the time, and it's like, I, I can't get to the show next weekend for Luke Davies, and he's fighting in Wrexham. And I thought, I can just buy the pay-per-view and support him that way. And watch yeah. it, it'd be great, it'd be great entertainment. Exactly, that's that's sick. It's like it's it's nice. It comes back to the group chat where like we'll buy the pay per views to support each other because we can't make our way down, but we'll want to see each other succeed. It's like you've got to clap when other people win. That's it, mate. And if this if this chat's then obviously it's a bit of an exclusive chat, so not everyone can join it. But uh, if you think of cool like kids a, corner, <laughs> if you think of like a Facebook group, and it, I, I might you know maybe that would be the group as we grow, but. If you, if you had a Facebook group with a thousand competitors in it, you could put your post there and maybe get 100 pay-per-view sales because everyone wants, wants to watch that material anyway. They're probably going to buy a ticket from the event, but they know now a friend who's competing on it, I'll buy it through the Eric Skeet group and they'll get you know, commission for it or clout for it, I don't know. Because sometimes you'll get you know a pound per sale or something like that, some whatever small pay-per-view deals there are. Others will say, well, actually, you sold 100 pay-per-views. You can definitely go on the next show. Because it's all about, you know, eyes watching the screens and, and bums on seats, really. So if I can help any of you guys do that, let's do it. That's, that's the one. Like, you've got to, like, at the end of the day, you can have an amazing fighter who doesn't sell tickets, and that's a shame. Because at the moment, like, not going to name any names or anything, but you do get some promoters who are like, look, at the end of the day, if you're not going to sell tickets, we can't have you on. Like A lot of promoters are essentially losing money on shows right now. And it, yeah, it's a shame because like some are missing out on some of the top guys in the country and that's where other cards are coming in and like, thriving because like, oh, you couldn't get matched for such and such. That's fine. Let's get you on. It's, and then that's a sick fight. It's, get, it's got the promotion on that end. It's, it's kind of a, I can see it from a business point of view. So imagine you've got a card of 30 fights. And if you pick a lot of 30 guys or 60 guys that have really small followings, small profiles, maybe they've all got to travel to the event, they're all outside the city. It, you just make a loss and nobody would really watch it. So you've almost got to be sort of uh, smart in the way you set it up. So if, if you've got a show in commentary, get some commentary fighters uh, you know, towards the top of the card. 
if you've got one in Liverpool, get Liverpool fighters on. And it's almost like, right, let's look at maybe their record. Let's look at, were they previous on the show? Were they at another show? Um, how many tickets do you reckon do they reckon they can sell? If they come back to pay them 10 and someone else has 100, right, we'll have the guy that can sell 100 because 100 people are going to come or, or watch it. So I get it. And I think fighters, to be honest, are probably doing themselves a bit of a disservice. I think everybody should just be smashing out content through Instagram. That's your brochure for who you are. That's your brochure for sponsors. It's your brochure for events. People don't want to see you having a drink with your missus on a Friday night, to be brutally honest. They don't want to see you walking the dog. They just want to see fight content. So if your Instagram isn't full of that, then you probably just got yourself to blame for your own self-promotion. And I, I'm always encouraging all you guys, make some training reels, make some, uh, get your fight posters out there, share it with all your friends, share it in this group chat, get everyone to just keep sharing, 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 sharing. And before you know it, your profile is going to be 1,000, next year it'll be 2,000, 18 months it could be 5,000, whatever. And that's just going to give you more clout for when you go into these events and you say, no, I want to make my amateur debut. I'm not someone with 100 followers anymore, I've got 5,000, so they're going to take notice. Yeah. And here's videos of me training, I'm serious, you know, I'm... I've, got, I've learned my trade so far. So I think fighters should, should be doing a lot more. And there's some that do really well, and they, they have no problems getting on shows, and they've got good, you know, good sort of local followings, but I think there's always room for the fighters to improve their, uh, their own self-promotion. No, there's, there's always room to improve, but that just comes down to like, mindset as a whole, doesn't it? Yeah, and actually, one example of that as well is podcasts. I'm yeah. on here today, because we've met, and we're promoting each other. I've had fighters on my podcast to promote their stories, as in how they got into training, where they're going to compete, what they want to do with their you know, fight career. And after being on my podcast, as crazy as, as this sounds, promotions have reached out to them. We've had um, yeah, one, two, three fighters that have been offered fights just by being on my podcast. And it's still in its infancy. It's a baby podcast with, like, I think I've done 30 of them. That's crazy. And it's like... It's just mad. And there's also been um, sponsors as well. Sponsors that have reached out to people saying, I've saw you on this podcast. Can you represent our brand? And we'll send you samples or, or whatever, right? And, um, yeah, that's just crazy to me. That that's, that's an opportunity through my podcast, which is still virtually unknown outside of you know my, my following. So fighters should be messaging all these podcasts out there. You know, I could name 50 of them right now. You could just go on Instagram or YouTube, MMA Podcast UK, and they'll all come up. You should be messaging them and getting them on the ASAP. That's get your stories out there. Definitely something get to look into. Fact, any, any fighters listening to this now, get yourself on as many podcasts as you can. Like Especially in the UK, there are a lot that will have you on to share your story. 100%, mate, 100%. And I always buy in. You know, um, the UFC are the best at doing this right. They do these fighter backstories. And, and they do the UFC embedded as well for the build-up to the events. Brian Ortega had a choice. <laughs> there you go so you've seen them all right uh, yeah <laughs> as well, it's like you watch those um, those sort of build up videos you watch the backstories of the fighters and you buy into them as a fighter and you don't then look at the card and go who are these names or I think I've seen him fight on another card can't even remember you go I've seen his story I want to see him compete because I'm, I'm rooting for him now because he's had a tough background because he had a shit upbringing or because he had drink problems before and he's turned his life around I want to watch him win or this guy's really cocky. I want to watch him lose. <laughs> but we're all watching. That's it. Like if whether people, like whether people want to watch you get knocked out or whether people want to watch you win, just make sure they get make sure both people get the tickets from you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
that's how it is at the end of the day. It it shouldn't all be shit talking. Like you can you can promote a fight and still be like a hundred percent respectful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't mind it sometimes. I mean, I, I'm still one that will go back on YouTube and watch like Conor McGregor press conference compilations or whatever and laugh my head off. But you know when people, what I mean is like, like when like that seems to come naturally to him. Though I mean, people who put it on where you can tell that's clearly not their real character the way they're going yeah, on. Yeah. It's like it's it's one thing to say like oh, I'm I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna put a pace on my opponent I'm gonna show my levels, then it's another thing just like for no reason going into really like personal comments over nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a line. There's definitely a line between you know what's entertainment and what's maybe personal. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, like I think like I understand that like pro levels and stuff. I understand at all levels, but I think. I think amateur should stay away from shit talking. To be honest, it's like, it's it's high level. Like a lot of amateurs will probably meet again in the pro ranks, but it's like, it it's experience, isn't it? Like you don't want to be, like especially in the UK, you don't want to be, like building a bad name for yourself as someone, especially when it's not the real you. Yeah, and I think I think the a good example is someone like Paddy Pimlet, who is just completely himself, right? And he is someone that is, no disrespect to me, just just a lad from Liverpool. Yeah, I've had him on the podcast. He's such a laugh. There you go. So you obviously know him, right? Know him a lot better than me. I've I've seen him on other podcasts. I've seen him just just chat, and he's just a normal guy, who just happens to be able to knock everyone out. And he's got a massive following, like it's it's over hundred thousand or something now. Like, and again, it's just a number on Instagram. It's it's not the be all or end all, but it just means that people are watching him. And there's more eyes on him that are his Instagram following number. And people are going to tune in to see him fight. Well, that's just because he's being he himself. UFC, mate, as soon as he gets on the UFC, he, his profile, his, his, way, his ability to sell himself is just going to explode. Because people are going to really buy into him because he's just a genuine down-to-earth guy. I can't wait for his debut fight to be announced for the company. Like he's, signed, he's signed, but I can't wait for his fight to be announced, his first UFC fight. I don't know what's happening with all that. I heard dates of September and yeah, maybe that card's off now and there's meant to be like a London card, I think. But I know Jake Hadley's on Contender know. Series in a couple of months. That's going to that's gonna be good. Yeah. Oh, good class, mate. He's outstanding. He's, he's a good uh, fighter. And, and someone else who's definitely come through some of these amateur shows we've just spoken about. So if you need any sort of uh, inspiration, he's your man. Like it, it wasn't long ago he was on amateurs, to be fair. Like he's, he's only had a few pro yeah. fights. Like he's, he's coming he's back, he was on Golden Ticket. Like get yourself to these, get yourself to these UK shows and see them before they make it. Yeah, it's mad. And also, uh, you'll also see some stars as well when you go to some of these events as an amateur fighter. Nine times out of ten, you're going to see a famous ex-fighter or a famous coach. Like Leon Edwards from the UFC was in Wolverhampton on Saturday, cornering Mozu Bear, and um, he had a Thai coach from so I've just forgot his name. Nathan, can't remember. I'm going to get so much shit for that as well because I talk about him all the time. Um, but yeah, he had some sort of famous people in his corner. And like, as a fan, you're sitting in the crowd and you're going, oh my God, that's Edwards from the UFC. And these people are just walking amongst the crowd and the, it's almost like a, you know, starstruck moment when you see some of these guys and you can see these same people at the amateur shows that he's paying that 25, 30 quid for. That's, so like, that's crazy. It's like, 
I, I sat and I paid £20 for BT the other, the other week when I could have just paid for my ticket here and I get to meet the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It is what it is. What it is. It's it, it's it's good to be fair though, because like you said, you get these you get these famous guys, but like they're just lads in the gym, really. Like they're gonna go out there and support. Like they're gonna go out there and support the friends they built through training. That's it. Yeah. Everything comes back to that point where it's like it's all a community. As much fun as it is, you know, spending all your money going get pissed on weekends and going out drinking Friday Saturday night. It's like. You could have much better time spending that same money in the gym, getting some good gear, getting memberships and improving yourself. So just do it, guys. If you're listening to Unsure, just go to your local gym and try it. Just give it a go. Like, don't knock it till you try it. Cause they, Nathan, Nathan Benden. That's it. Nathan Benden. There we go. Everyone who's <laughs> typing angry comments, everyone who's like sending angry messages, delete them. Or if you've already sent it, apologise. Because they... Our feelings do get hurt reading some of this stuff, but he's he's made up for it, so like let's let's drop that. <laughs> there we go. We got there. So like, was I just sitting there talking? You like Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. Got it. We got I, it. I actually googled it, mate. I actually googled it. I, thought, <laughs> I know it's a game. It's called the NJB, and I thought, what's his police surname? I can't remember it. We got there. We got there in the end. The pressure of podcast mates, what it is. That's what it is. I'm I'm sorry for the pressure. I thought this was a natural conversation. <laughs> no, that's that's good stuff though. It's like it it comes back to like the community. Like everything everything is a community. Like join join the gyms, give the training sessions a go. Most gyms will do a free first session. Like take advantage of that opportunity. Like give yourself a feel for the atmosphere, the vibe. And like you will you will wanna join up nine times out of ten the one time out of ten you don't is like whatever but like nine times out of ten is the focus yeah like you you will want to join whether it's for competition fitness fun self-defense discipline it's it's all there for you it's most of it is at your doorstep every city mate every city has an abundance of gyms there's maybe five or six in every city whether it's MMA, Muay Thai, boxing, whatever it is, right? So it doesn't matter where you live, there'll always be something. And even the small towns will have something like on a smaller scale. So yeah, there's loads out there. Just go try it. Just go try it. It's like, we say smaller scale, it's like, it's on a scale to the place it's in. Like, yeah. if, you, if you live in a small town, you're going to have a small scale MMA compared to a big town having a big MMA gym. But that small town could have a closer vibe don't knock it because it's in a smaller place like oh I come from a place that's not as big as like oh I, I don't live in Liverpool so I can't go to Aspire it's like okay like, use what you've got do you know what I mean yeah very true I know people that have had uh, joined a couple of gyms trained for a year or two and then they've actually looked at where to move to for like work and stuff and they've actually chosen cities or towns with a really good MMA gym in it <laughs> <laughs> it's benefited the decision. It's yeah. Not bad. Be- not benefited. You you know what I'm trying to say. Um. Oh, it's gonna that's gonna really knock me now. It's not benefited the decision. It's influenced the decision. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how much they're dedicated after a couple of years of training. Like, some people will say, "I want to move to London for work," and others are like, "I want to I want to move to Manchester for top team gym." <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> what what you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do for work? Not too sure. I've already paid my first month. I'll sort it when I get there. Yeah, 
<laughs> but like you you get some you get some committed people and that's that's the that's the best thing about it like the commitment to succeed in this sport is insane but it's it's so worth it definitely mate absolutely uh, do you know what I should probably um, <clears throat> I think we were probably going to come on to this around people I've met and um, yeah we were we were characters that I've met it's probably a good time to come on to it because obviously met some friends through training years ago who yeah, I'm still vaguely in touch with but uh, when I started all this and started actually getting out there and did some of these podcasts and then when I met these people like, I've met some really inspirational people that obviously I wouldn't meet other than doing this this Eric's Gear idea. Uh, actually, I'll name a few of them. So I've met a guy called Alan, Alan Zomkowski. So he runs the Hussars Fight Team. And they're out of sort of Leamington near Coventry. And they train in Banbury a lot. They train in Renegade a lot. So, that you know, they're, they're, they're a gym that move around to different gyms and take the experience from each one. And some of their fighters are absolutely outstanding. And he's been training some of them sort of since last October. So they're fairly new to training. <clears throat> he trained through lockdown. He set up his own sort of gym venue for these guys to train in. He kept it all quite private, so, you know, and all the restrictions are in place and all that crap. But he's someone that's introduced me to about 10 other people. 10 other people that, you know, are just as influential as him. I've also met someone called Dan Lester, who runs the Fisticuffs podcast. And we were chatting loads at the beginning, saying, you know, I like what you're doing, I like what you're doing, let's work together, let's help each other's brands and grow the sport and that kind of thing. And he's someone that I've met and he's he is someone that I aspire to be within the sport, so he's already sponsoring events. He's had his podcast running for maybe two years or so, I could have got that wrong, but it's at least 18 months. And he's someone that is, again, sponsoring fighters, he's someone that's just started his own gear as well, so he's actually... Again, putting back into the sport. So through his sales, he's taken a certain amount going, right, I can give five five rash guards away this month to some sponsored fighters. So someone is, who is like-minded, just like me, and absolutely love talking to him. And he's got a really great mind for the, for the sport and psychology and that kind of thing as well. And again, introduced me to so many more people that are you know, just like him. And I've also got a guy called Josh Keys who has just opened his sort of MMA gym as well, uh, called Misfits MMA. And he's took a load of people on board, a load of coaches. All these guys I mentioned have got, uh, are either competing or got people that are training that are competing as well. So all really active within the game. Some of them are on Battle Arena. Um, there's a few of the shows, I couldn't name them all just right now, but they're going to be really active this year. And they're going to go out there and really grow their name and grow their own little team brand. And I'd love to be part of all of that. So I'm sponsoring some of those guys as well. Um, not sponsoring Dan, because I think he's, he's got his own sort of, sort of set up but whatever he's doing I'm going to help him promote and just meeting those kind of people that are just like you and we'll just introduce you to another 10 people just like you is crazy the MMA game is so small you'll be so so surprised how quickly you can get to you know someone who used to be so far out of reach like a John Haggerty for example in Muay Thai training down Nolsey I've met a few people already in his gym that train around him and I'm sure if I wanted to, I could get to someone like John Haggerty to, to talk to, maybe about the sport, maybe about sponsorship, maybe about promotion, whatever. Maybe about running a seminar. Maybe I want him to come and run an Eric's Gear seminar. He's not that far away. It's really bizarre how small the little network of MMA people are. But just in a short amount of time, I've met those kind of people. Um, you might see some of the podcasts I've done. I've had some pro boxers on. I've had some event promoters on, gym owners. Like it's, 
it's just madness, mate. And I've got literally a waiting list of like 100 people that want to come on, but it's just a case of just planning it all out and doing it all properly. I don't want to do like two or three podcasts a day and it sort of loses value. I'm trying to sort of just do one a week and give people the time they deserve, really, and give them the right platform. But yeah, there's met some great people through it. And obviously the group chats, people like yourself, and it's just it's just like quite humbling to know that I've already built this small network where we're all working together, really. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic, mate. It really is. That's absolutely great, man. Like, I, we're gonna we're gonna need to do a part two of this because we're running close to the end of what time here. You know, this is like this is nearly an hour. Like, we're definitely gonna need a part two. If you're if you're down for that, like, if the listeners are down for that as well, like, that is yeah, sure. that be great. Like, I would love that. Maybe we can get that political episode. We can talk about like aliens and shit. <laughs> like conspiracies. Like this is an MMA podcast, but like if you like aliens and conspiracies, tune in. <laughs> But, yeah, I could probably talk about that. To be fair, like, it, it's, I've been down some wormholes letting out on YouTube. That's it. We'll just go down, a, go down a rabbit hole. Like, the group chat tonight will be like, guys, what's your favorite conspiracy? <laughs> you think COVID was population control? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's well, just, that's going to be flagged now for mentioning COVID. We're all on the watch list now. We'll put it. I'll put a. I'll put a beep over it. We'll censor it. You think beep? Uh, this, just in terms of what we've got left then, so is, what yeah. are the things that you want to cover in the amount of time we've got? Because I know we have a big list to sort of... I was, I was going to go more into connections. Like we've got we've got a good three minutes left. We can go about that in three minutes. And I would say, like, we're, we're done for the day, to be honest. That was sick. Okay, mate. But, like, in terms of, like, connections and stuff, like, building people... Like, building a network of people who are like-minded, like yourself, like, that's, that's a big value, isn't it? Like, fighters looking to get sponsorships and stuff, like... As much as you've got to take what you can get, you've got to realise it's like you've got to work with people who essentially speak to your values. That's something I spoke to you a bit quite about when you sponsored me, isn't it? I was like, I'm I'm happy to work with you because you're like myself in ambition, motivation, what you stand for. So like for yourself it was easy. Yeah, when I've looked at other guys, it's like some some people have followed me from day one, so I've, I've been able to have real in-depth conversations with them, and we talk all the time. So we built friendships rather than rather than like a business relationship, so to speak. But it's like I've met so many people, I've met events. If we, I'm even talking to businesses now, and I've got like a like a mini business network where we're all looking to support each other with like small business stuff and ideas and marketing or whatever. But it's like, how can we all grow each other and how can we also help fighters? So I've got a few brands, nothing's official yet, but there's a few brands like there's a nutrition brand, there's a CBD oil brand, there's a coffee company, um, other sort of fightwear brands as well. And basically, I want to bring us all together. So when someone contacts me and they're looking for sponsorship, I obviously only do a limited amount because I'm sort of a brand new startup, but I can obviously pass them on or recommend them to these other brands as well. <clears throat> and as a fighter... Imagine you can go to one place to sign up for, you know, support or sponsorship, and you can get a CBD brand, you can get a, a supplement brand, you can get a kit brand. Um, All in one place. More, there's more on the list, right? But imagine just go to one place to sign up. You're, you're a like-minded fighter. You meet our values. You're on board with the group of sponsors rather than just one. Because it's it's great. I can throw some t-shirts your way, but there's a lot more that you guys need. And there's also a lot of um, local companies that will do paid sponsorship. So how how do I influence those to work with you guys? Or what can you do to catch their eye and 
how do you sell yourself and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of work on in the background. It's more than just T-shirts and podcasts. It's kind of like working on the business side of things. But yeah, there's connections everywhere. So like individuals, events, there's businesses, uh, other brands. It's yeah, it's it's quite crazy how quickly it's growing and and people are warming to it as well. That's that's insane, man. One second. Right, unfortunately, guys, that's all we have time for. But we would, we are definitely going to be doing a part two. That was, that was insane. Um, let's close it off. Like, make sure to go follow Eric's gear on Instagram. It's one of the fastest growing pages in the country in the game. Get at it now. Well, well, we've only got a few thousand followers. It might be the next Cyan Boxing where we, where in one year, two years time, we could be looking at a few hundred thousand. Let's get there while it's early. And we'll try and convince him to release a few I was here first shirts. Maybe if that's if that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's up to, that's up to him. And no pressure, it's on camera now, but like <laughs> uh, sure we can, mate. But uh, just from me, just thanks so much for having me on, mate. Um not a problem. Got the exclusive. There was a few guys that asked me to come on, I said I was I agreed to do yours first, so um you got the exclusive there, mate. So uh, Thank you so you. much for coming on. I really do no, appreciate the time. Brilliant. It was brilliant. that was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening, guys. That was a really good episode. It's one I really enjoyed recording. If you want to go over to Eric's Gear, get yourself an order in. Make sure you use the code FIGHTWATCH20 at the checkout to get 20% off your purchase. And honestly, the gear fits so well. It's so breathable. I, I love it. I'm wearing my shirt right now. I wish I wish my recording studio was sorted so I could be sitting here in my shirt and like <laughs> physically promote it. But I'll post a photo on the story and get that promoted. But I'll catch you later, guys. Take it easy.